a couple of weeks ago here on The Farming Show. We talked with Jay Gordon of the Washington State Dairy Federation about something a lot of folks like to call big, dumb buffers. And this is the idea that, and the wrong-handed idea, that to protect the environment, to protect streams and fish, etc., streams need massive, um, one-size-fits-all buffers uh, with trees along them. Everybody knows buffers can be a good thing, but they have to be applied in a smart way, and that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, not just as a blanket, one-size-all, top-down, from-the-state-government rule, everyone must do this in every circumstance. It doesn't make sense, and it pushes farming out of business, leaving important parts of watersheds that they're trying to protect with these buffers, actually more vulnerable to things like development once farms are lost. Uh, the, the buffers that they're begging for or trying to force with laws are so big that they swallow up half of a farm's land, which would happen in many cases here in western Washington at least. Yeah, farm may not be able to make it. Well, since we talked a couple of weeks ago, the situation has gotten, sadly, that much worse as far as what's happening politically with this wrong-headed idea in Olympia. Last time we talked, it was something that uh, uh, Governor Jay Inslee had been suggesting and, and talking about. Now there it has been a bill introduced in Olympia. You know, we're getting into that political time in Olympia. That, that session is starting uh, where lawmakers start to make all kinds of new rules and change things and spend money and, and things like that. Joining me again now is Jay Gordon with the State Dairy Federation. Jay, did you expect when we talked a couple of weeks ago, did you expect it to get this bad? No. <laughs> Short version, unencumbered, no. So explain what happened since we talked last time and what is going on with this? So the, the bill was introduced. Uh, the number is uh, Senate Bill 5665. Um, anybody that wants to look it up can look it up. Um, the sponsor is, um, is, is Senator, oh my gosh. <laughs> Rolfus? Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Senator, Senator Rolfus. But, but in reality, this was a bill that was developed by the governor's office and, and some folks in the Department of Fish and Wildlife, along with a few of the tribes. Um, and, and I guess the first observation, and I think we probably mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, was, you know, the first problem with this bill is that it was a surprise. We didn't know two, three weeks ago what was in the bill. We really didn't know until night before last what was in the bill, and then the bill got introduced by, you know, sponsored by Senator Rolfus, but she wasn't really the author of it. It was, you know, who knows. Sent from on high. Yeah, it, well, and with no involvement by farmers, by cities, by counties, by landowners, I mean, this bill... Uh, if you live in the city of Linden and you have a creek running by your farm, it would require you to replant up to 200 feet in your front yard back to the riparian area. Uh, and, and farm, but even even right now, as the bill reads, even if you 
don't have a farm, right? Even if yep. you live in town, even if you have a golf course. A golf course. The, the water hazard on a golf course, public or privately owned golf course, the way I read the bill, you need to replant uh, around that water hazard in your golf course. Replant uh, trees. Uh, trees, uh, you know, this, and, the, and the state graciously offers to pay for the trees and help you with the maintenance to grow those trees around your golf course. <sighs> Or your farm or your house along, you know, Crick or Lake Washington or Puget Sound, the state will graciously offer to help repay the cost of that seedling and maintaining that seedling for five years. Uh, but you, yeah, if you have a lawn or a green or a golf course or a water hazard, the bill would require you to replant that. And if you do not replant that, eventually you will be penalized or could be penalized $10,000 per day. Day, per day. And each day is a separate and distinct offense for not replanting your land on your farm, your house, or your golf course, or your city park, or your county park. None of that stuff is exempted? No, no. This is bonkers. No. So, they, you know, we're talking about this here on the Farming Show, and I don't know if I mentioned already, I'm Dylan Honkoop here on the Farming Show on KGMI, and glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Hopefully everyone here in Whatcom County has been uh, managing the snow and cold okay. Up and down we go. Um, the flakes were falling again. Um, but, Jay, this is, this is no longer just a farming issue. This is an everybody issue from what you're saying. And, and you, you say, like, for instance, if it applies to a park or a golf course, well, I think of the, the city park in Linden. That, I guess that has some trees on it. Uh, I think of all the ball fields along there. Uh, you're saying 200 feet away from the stream. Like, what's the line? And this is on both sides of the stream. Like, Parks, ball fields, golf, a golf course would mostly be, would disappear if you included all of that, right? Well, and I'm, yes, except I'm, I'm using 200 feet as kind of a placeholder. Okay. We don't okay. actually, we don't actually really know how far away from the lake stream or river, because there's a vague term in the bill called the channel migration zone. Mm. And so we don't know what the bill or the proponents think a channel migration zone is it's any you know what we were told years ago was a channel migration zone is anywhere the river can be or could be or has been in the past or next hundred years wow well i mean you think about the nooksack river up here and i know you know you're down there uh southwest washington if you look at the the back a hundred years on the rivers and streams they were all over the place. And so that could be massive, far, far beyond just 200 feet. Yeah, we don't know. And and worse yet, I don't, I mean, we'll ask the proponents of the bill to clarify, but right now the bill says the Department of Fish and Wildlife will draw maps that will delineate where that starting point is of this channel migration zone and then add 200 feet. And again, 200 feet is kind of a generic term it, it's actually a site potential tree, which could be an alder tree or a dug fir or a spruce or I don't know what else. But for me, a, a dug fir is, you know, a 200-year-old dug fir is 225 feet tall. 
so I'm, I'm using the 200 foot term kind of loosely as you're going to do a buffer of a vague unknown undefined channel migration zone plus 200 feet ish. And that's what you're going to replant. And if you do not, you will be penalized 10,000. You could be penalized $10,000 per day for every day. You do not replant it at some point. What, what about say like Bill Gates? Uh, on does he live on the shores of Lake Washington there somewhere? Yep. Well, he he's exempt for he doesn't have to replant where his house is. He does not have to replant where a road is, and he does not have to replant where a trail to access his beachfront is. Otherwise, everybody, Bill and all of his neighbors in Medina, <laughs> have to replant all of their beachfront back to riparian management zone capacity with native plants so this is really everybody if you and and to step back from everybody bill gates golf courses city parks anything like that to get back to farming here and again this is the farming show i'm dylan honkoop here on kgmi we're talking with jay gordon with the washington state dairy federation he's down there in southwest washington not too far from olympia so he keeps a close eye on these things and has been for a long long time um as far as the impact on farming and, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, what they're talking about here, even worse, even more troubling. This would flat out destroy farming in Western Washington for sure. Um, it would, it would cause great harm in Eastern Washington, I think too. Um, but my, oh my, thinking about the Nooksack river, for instance, here in Whatcom County, you know, if, if they go back to where the river's been in the past hundred years and then go, you know, two or 200 or 250, whatever, how many feet beyond that, you could be talking about a swath a half mile wide or a mile wide in some places. Yep. I, th that's insane. That would take out so much of the farmland in the, the Nooksack River Basin in Whatcom County. There wouldn't yep. be anything left. Well, and, and so, I mean, go beyond the Nooksack. I mean, look at the Undyked River Valleys in Western Washington. You have the Nooksack, you have Snohomish, you have the Lewis River down by Cowlitz, or the Cowlitz yeah. River, you have the Chehalis River. So you have four, five, six, seven major river, river valleys, which is where farmers farm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's, you know, that's where the good soil is at. And, and, and now all of a sudden, when you say destroy agriculture in Western Washington, it's not, you know, we don't know the impact of this. But when you look at the Nooksack, the Snohomish, the Upper Skagit, the, the Clark, Cowlitz, Chehalis, you're looking at a significant portion of the farming in Western Washington yeah. that, that now has an unknown expanse of a riparian management zone requirement under this bill. Again, it's, 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 it's Senate bill six or five, six, six, five. It's, 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 it's by the request of the governor's office. I, you know, it's, I've heard even in the last few days from environmentalists, people with prominent environmental groups who say this is flat out crazy. Like what are people saying about this? Where did this come from? How do the people proposing this think that this is okay? None of us knew, and when I say none of us, 
virtually nobody in agriculture, nobody at the counties, nobody at the cities was involved in this discussion of what this bill should be. That's not really how we do things in Washington. You involve stakeholders. You involve people whose lands are at stake, whether they be private citizens or farmers or cities or counties. This one did not have that involvement of those stakeholders. And, you know, the way I describe it best is that's like walking down a hallway at night and having a cold glass of water thrown in your face in the in the middle of a hallway. Yeah. You yeah. don't you don't surprise people with stuff like this when it threatens their livelihood, threatens their family equity and threatens their ability to make a living. Yeah, not only can you not do, you know, grow local food and again this raises some questions. Do we even want local food grown in Washington? I mean, for crying out loud, um, this would make it dang near impossible uh, for any significant, you know, food production of scale um but beyond that you know not only are farms not able to survive because they couldn't you know farm but what about all that land and the value there suddenly that land is worth a, a fraction of what it had been it's basically you're you're taking a huge amount of value from people would they be compensated for that minimally I mean, the bill does have some compensation, but the question is, is, you know, at what? A tenth, 20%, 30% of its actual value? And, and, and so for families that have, you know, I mean, my family now is celebrating 150 years of being on our land. After 150 years of effort and sweat and equity working on this land to be basically compensated somewhere between 10 and 20% of the value of our farmland and then said, uh, thanks, you know, goodbye. And, and you have to close the business, shut down the farm essentially because you don't have enough land to do what you were doing. Yep. Yep. To support my, my, my family and my employees because our land has been taken for this one size fits all myopic self-centered salmon buffer. This is crazy. Well, we have just a, a couple of minutes left again, talking with Jay Gordon with the Washington state dairy federation. He's their policy director here on the farming show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. This is insanity. Uh, we're going to be watching this very closely to see what, what happens with it in, in Olympia and to get back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago when this issue wasn't as bad as it is now but i mean this is all about protecting the environment right and people will say well you know this is for the environment we need certain trade-offs that's going to have to happen sometimes to protect the environment you know they view this false um choice between you know fish and farming the environment and farming when the reality is uh, a, a big dumb buffer plan like this, emphasis on the dumb, uh, would actually be harmful. It, yeah, so, you know, I guess my answer is conservation is a bunch of trade-offs. And, and the best way to describe that is, you know, on my farm, I have um, a, a pretty good size farm that has hosted it's at times as much as 5% of all the world's trumpeter swans. Wow. 
<laughs> and if and wow. if you and if you and and well and lately and I just heard them they're wonderful. The, we have now forty sandhill cranes that winter on our farm, mm-hmm. and 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 that's the as far as we can tell, it's the farthest north wintering population of sandhill cranes in the United States. They love my grass fields. They love my cornfields. I it, I am tickled that they love my farm. But they do not want the same habitat that a salmon needs. Right. And if forced to replant my farm back to riparian conditions for a salmon, that will impact the swans. And again, 5% of all the world's trumpeters live on my farm. But you get into the Skagit and then Whatcom County, 25 to 30% of all the world's trumpeter swans live in Skagit and Whatcom County and southern British Columbia in around Abbotsford. Yeah. Wow. If you if you need to replant and this is it's it's talking about the trade-off. Well, and, and I see harm as well when farming is forced out of business. We know the data exists, the study studies exist. It makes land often, you know, exponentially more likely to ultimately be developed. So sure. you may, you may have a buffer along the stream, but then if the land adjacent to that, instead of being stewarded by a farm, is now paved and built on, are you really any farther ahead? Not for the salmon, not for the swan, not for a sandhill crane. It, 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 everybody loses. To me, that's what's so so backward about this. Is this even legal? Um, and we have about a minute left. Is this even legal for them to do this kind of a thing? Well, we will, if, if this bill passes, we will, uh, I can almost guarantee you, agriculture and along with a lot of other people will file a lawsuit under an unconstitutional takings under the U.S. Constitution. Hmm. You, you cannot devalue a person's property with a public takings of this nature and not ask that question of the court system. Okay. No and again, we, we've been mostly focusing on farming. This is the farming show, but this would not just affect farms. This would affect anywhere that has open space near a stream or a lake or a shoreline of any kind. Exactly. Yes. It's insane. As we wrap up here, what can people do about this at this point? The bill is Senate Bill six or five six six five. They need to take a look, um, watch, and see what the, the the process is for weighing in and having public comment. Think about their own lands and uh, what this would mean for them. All right. Well, we will continue to update here on the program as this evolves in Olympia. Let's hope this does not become a reality, but we certainly are not going to. Uh, to step back and, and take any sort of pressure off this until that uh, potentially could become a sure thing. Let, let's hope that that's where this ends up. Again, Jay Gordon, uh, Policy Director with the Washington State Dairy Federation. Thanks for your time and uh, stay dry. I hear there's some, some flooding down south there where you're at. Yeah, my farm's a little bit wet right now, but <laughs> they, I'm just glad the Watkin farmers are not getting hit because you know, they, they've had enough. So yeah. thanks, Dylan. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time this morning.